I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 382 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on November 24th, 2019. We are just a few days away from that sweet, sweet Thanksgiving food. Turkey and pie, delightful things like that. Willie, are you planning on indulging? Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, that that didn't go how I intended it to. Uh, Bachman, what are you doing? You getting some sweet sweet pie and turkey in on Thanksgiving? There will be pie and turkey. My God, it's the holiday season already. <laughs> uh, that is the problem. That it is the holiday season, and there's already people with Christmas trees up, and it drives me crazy. But one last white those people white. Yeah, one last person we need to check with our special guest, Peter G, aka Sailor Poland. Are you prepared for the Thanksgivingness? I have a lifelong friend. Her family makes authentic Italian Thanksgiving dinners. Oh, I am always ready for that. Oh, you're going to eat good. You're going to eat real good. (laughs) Yes. Italy has a Thanksgiving? Uh, Well, uh, well, it's an an Italian uh, family. It's the Americanized version (laughs) once they immigrated. Yeah, so we're we're talking. Fair enough. We're talking things like lasagna. We're talking pasta. We're talking the absolute top of the heap for food. Carbs. Yeah. He's talking carbs. carbs. Yeah, he's <laughs> say. Yeah. 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 Tur- yeah. Turkey is boring. This is it. And I go every year and I'm always thrilled. So yeah, right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Real question here. Mm-hmm. Turkey. I is Turkey supposed to be really that good? I mean, if you, if you have an option, you go with ham. Ham's it, always good. It, 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 turkey Four can times be it depends on what you do with it. Like if you take it, if you take a couple of sticks of butter and you mix some herbs in, and you put it under the skin of the turkey while it's cooking, it infuses the whole thing and lights it up. Also, another tip: uh, use chicken broth instead of water when you're baking it, because the chicken broth actually helps brine it and Pro it tip. also adds more flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing any of the cooking. I mean, yeah. the other thing <laughs> is, you could do what my family does every year for Thanksgiving, which oh, is put putting a turkey in the oven. That that's child's play. What we do is we go put it out on the grill and we smoke that some bitch with some mm-hmm. mesquite charcoal and stuff like that. And then you get a nice toasty turkey that comes off with some mesquite flavoring. Mmm, that's good eats. That's I will that's post so again this year. You go to my I guess it'll be on my Twitter and my Instagram, both of them will be the uh the Farrell family smoked turkey that we have this year. Don't, don't listen to Chris. He's too skinny. Never trust and a skinny cook. I'm skinny? <laughs> yeah. Don't forget. This is skinny? Compared to and, me, 300 pounds of Poland right here, buddy. And let's not forget, uh, if you really want to you know, indulge, I mean, do what people do around my area. The the Beth? old turkey fryer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Deep fry that some bitch. Yeah, but here's what the problem. Say, Chris, meth? Yeah. <laughs> well, he lives I, in the I same part of the country area, I do. West Virginia. My <laughs> area. It's either that or make the joke about my patented Lucky Charm stuffing again, and I think that's gotten old. So so, so here's the problem with uh, deep frying turkey. It's delightful. It's wonderful. It tastes delicious. 
But there's always that person that never remembers to finish defrosting it all the way. So they drop a goddamn frozen turkey in there and you see and chemical burns and oil burns go to everyone and it's a bad thing. Uh, my my friend Ooh, Vera, the one the one with the Italian Thanksgivings, she's a, she's well, she's basically a pyromaniac. She loves playing with explosives. First time I met her, my buddy Max had us down across from each other. Pete, this is Vera. Vera, this is Pete. You two are going to get along great. And I said, so Max tells me you make your own fireworks. How serious are you? She says, let me put it to you this way. I get 100% reliable ignition with cannon fuse. And <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck with this girl. And uh, she, w- <laughs> she was given the task of figuring out how to deep fry the turkey. I came over and there's this orange circle. I said, what's that? She says, that's the blast radius. I said, so what causes fireball? She says, water. If there's any water that causes fireball, let me demonstrate. And she pulled out a super soaker to fire it. Down. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, basically, anytime the neighbors see something on fire, their first reaction is, oh, Vera must be home for the holidays. So <laughs> nice. this was this was the girl who, def- who, uh, who took care of her driveway during a Chicago winter by whipping up some Greek fire with stuff she found under the sink. Does so she owned the flamethrower that Tesla was selling or mm-hmm. whatever company it was. Was it boring company that was selling the flamethrower technically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The boring company yeah. that he created to sell the flamethrower. Well, yeah. I mean, and to do boring. <laughs> and that was a trivia question somewhere. They were talking about like, what is, was Tesla released in later this year? The as kind of, it blew up on the internet, and apparently it was uh, it was solar or yeah, solar energy. Shingles. Yeah, that was. It. I was like, no, I, I was thinking it was the flamethrower. Yeah, that was, was, that's been out for a couple years now, but they yeah. did. Yeah, apparently it was an episode that came of a trivia podcast. They did that was also so announced this week, which I didn't have in the show notes, the Tesla Cybertruck that they announced. And boy, howdy, does really? that thing look weird? Was that a truck? It was was that an truck, actual announcement? Yeah, it's a truck. I, it just—I thought it was Lord Croft the truck. It looks like a Halo one. Warthog that hasn't been rendered fully. Yeah, it's, it's a 1980s oh, version of a future truck that also didn't have the working windows that both smashed in when they were supposed to not break. <laughs> that it's, was the worst release ever, it's, but it's, it's blowing up. It's like a DeLorean and an Aztec had an unwanted pregnancy. That's the best way to describe it. The, they aborted. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, <laughs> oh, it's well, gonna sell like hotcakes. Well, well, Elon Musk is supposed to be a techie and a geek, and I'm like, yeah, I get upset too if my windows crash like that. But hold on a second. Hold on. No, let's call him what he is. He's a weeb. No, he's a weeb. No. He loves anime. He he loves animation. Remember, he launched his car into space just like the opening of Heavy Metal. So I know. I thought of that too. <laughs> It's the hey, fastest hey, Tesla roadster hey, in the world hey, or in the galaxy. Yeah, first, time, first time I saw that, I said, I know what you're doing. I know. And everybody had to have it explained to them. I'm like, oh, do you people have no culture? Well, as long as we're not talking about Heavy Metal 2000, which was a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, that was, that was a misfire. It's. Ugh, I was so disappointed when I rented that from Blockbuster so long ago. Mm. I was like, yeah. yeah, Heavy Metal. Oh, Heavy Metal 2000. Oh. Yeah, it's a little uh, different. Yeah, it's a, it, they were yeah, they were on a little less drugs when they made the 2001 than they were when they less. made the 1970s one. Little was little less. was little Kevin less. Eastman still in charge of? Uh, was he in charge yeah. of the magazine back then? Yeah, because Strainazon was the star, and she, she was at least his girlfriend, if not his wife, at the time. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure the time frame when he like was running it. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he took his turtle money and bought the magazine he always loved as a kid. 
But you gotta love that guy's life. Like he had a hell of a life. Like he's done some weird stuff. So he they're actually featured in the toys that made us this latest season that's on Netflix. They talk about the turtles toys. And Eastman's like, yeah. So Peter's being all uh good with his money and stuff. We get this first big check. He goes, "What do I do? I go buy a tank." (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin Eastman is his own thing. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I I think he might be broke again, but that dude has lived a life. He is interesting as hell. Well, he's back to wow. being a creative consultant on the Ninja Turtles cartoon, I think. So that's probably paying him pretty decently. Oh, nice. you mean a thing I'm never going to watch? Well, it's not targeted towards us, let's be honest. The current Ninja Turtles cartoon. I say this is what, like the ninth iteration? Like, yeah, my God, the Turtles have come back so many times. They're almost like the they're almost as bad as the Power Rangers at this point. No, the Power Rangers <laughs> do it every season because that's how Super it. it. I said almost. Works. I said and, almost as bad. <laughs> if you read the original Mirage comic books, that was how it was. Like the first 20 issues were Eastman and Laird, but after that, they would have guest stars, and each one had their own interpretation. Hedna McQueenie had had Goofy Fun. Uh, shoot, I can't remember his name, but he did, he did uh, The Return of the Nat Rat. He did, he did parody. You had The Nightmare Visions of Michael Zulli. Seeing all these interpretations of the Turtles is just nothing new to me. It's like, okay, here comes another one. It's just they're going for more of a general audience instead of more, um, I guess, artistically driven or artistically pure is all. Yep. Now I have the, a question. Quest away, Willie. So, no, it's probably not going to be the answer at all. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, as great of a movie as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze is, why in the hell didn't they do Bebop and Rocksteady? Why did we get Tokar and Razor? Might have been a rights issue. Same reason that uh, they put Herbie in the Fantastic Four cartoon instead of the Human Torch. People like to say that it was because they were afraid kids would set themselves on fire. The Human Torch actually had a rights deal for another animated series and they couldn't use them. So that's how Herbie came about. Wow. So it could be that uh, it could be Bebop and Rocksteady were tied up in some kind of rights deal. Why? It doesn't make any sense. What you're is ta- that? You're talking about rights. When have they ever made any sense? Yeah, he's 100% Marvel right. can feature the Hulk, but can't make a Hulk movie. But they can well, do a Hulk TV show it. and they can do a She Hulk TV show. Right. So, yeah, it's not a Hulk TV show. It's a She Hulk TV show that may have appearances by Mark Ruffalo. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. See, you're trying to figure out something that, you know, lawyers go to school for and make billions of dollars for. So it's beyond our mortal kin. That's fair. Tokar and Razor, that was dumb. Uh, I agree. Yeah, but we got Ninja Rap, so it was all worth it. That was in the first one, though. That's Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, with the one and and only Vanilla Ice. And we also got Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. That's That's true. true. No, Toka and Razor makes a lot more sense than the fact that Super Shredder drinking the ooze. All of a sudden, when he goes to seven feet tall, his suit also gains more blades. Mm-hmm. I'm just going suit with hey, when I was a kid, it made, when I was a kid, it made sense to me. Okay, yeah. When I was it a did. kid, I was like, "This is awesome!" It like, makes yeah. more sense than oh, Super Shredder's now big. He's just what's he gonna do? This is gonna be an awesome fight. No, he's just gonna knock down a couple pillars and just kill himself by and accident. Kill himself. It's like, oh, oh that's that's his final fight. Okay, yeah. uh, it's a, it's what's called in animation circles the rule of cool. The rule of cool is you ask yourself, does this make any sense? And the answer is, does it matter? Yep. That's if the it's reason cool, why Jack, do with it. Yeah, that's the reason why Jackie Chan and Jet Li are such great people to watch doing martial arts. Do the fights make sense? Are they realistic? No. Does it matter? Fuck no. Give me more. He's not wrong. He's not nope. wrong. 
And Jackie Chan is almost an animated human. Like he's yeah. he's not really human. He's I think he's part cartoon. I think he's part cartoon. Actually, I can definitively prove that uh, with two examples how the rule of cool does and does not work with mainstream cinema. First one is Die Hard. Early on in the movie, it's established that that John McClane cares about the hostages and Hans Gruber is in contact with him. Why does Gruber just say, I'm going to kill one hostage every five minutes until you surrender? Because there'd be no movie. Do you care? No, because you got one of the greatest action films of all time. But And Christmas Armageddon. movies of all time. Damn right. It's almost diehard season. Yes, we get the joke. It's a Christmas movie. Blah, 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 blah. The joke's over, is outstate its welcome. It's not a joke. Willie, it's a I statement of fact. Stupid. And it will be restated every year around <laughs> December 1st when I watch Die Hard and Lethal Weapon because they are Christmas movies. And I will reiterate the best Christmas movie is The Night Before. Anyway, but then we have Armageddon. Armageddon, where you have oil drillers landing the space shuttle of an, on an asteroid. Does it make sense? No. Does it matter? Yeah, because it's a stupid movie. Well, I mean, do you it remember when Ben Affleck it. was asking about that and Michael Bay was like, shut up and just go with it. it it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> You're not supposed to think deeply about how it works. You're supposed to be like, ooh, explosions. I'm distracted from the plot because yeah, ooh, I don't know. That's I think the rule of cool works because it is a Michael Bay Bruckheimer movie and it is cool that miners landed on the moon and blew up an asteroid and saved the planet. But <laughs> hey, it does work. I love that fucking movie. But hey, <laughs> animal crackers have never been so sexy. That's true. Very true. Bay's best movie, hands down, is Pain and Gain. I liked it better when he was doing com- absurdist comedy, bordering on farce, with a hefty dose of cynicism than any of his action movies. Wait, wait, you didn't say Bad Boys. I didn't like Bad Boys. Uh, bad well, boys how about so dumb? I love it. Let's Pain pull back gain. the Ninja Turtles. Pain and Gain has the very best pause <laughs> subtitle sequence in the history of cinema when the rock is cooking hands on a barbecue and they stop the movie to remind you this is a true story and you're like oh my god all this shit we're seeing actually happened these uh, motherfuckers were nuts yeah, but, yeah. Uh, let's bring it back to turtles okay. yeah michael bay the second Turtles movie that he did, I was oh. Out of the Shadows, I think. Mm-hmm. Those Turtles movies. But he was yeah, producing. That one, he didn't actually direct. Oh, you know he had a hand in that. Uh, yeah, he came to set once. Like, oh, he didn't do I'm sure all of those movies. That. But the weird thing about that, it still has his name on it. It didn't have enough action. Hence how you know he wasn't really that involved uh-huh. other than getting uh-huh. that sweet, sweet producer credit. The one that did have Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did also have a Stephen Amell Casey Jones, which I like. His Casey Jones was actually pretty not bad. Uh, still not better than the original. I didn't say it was better. I said it wasn't bad. <laughs> and they ruined him in the third movie, the original trilogy. No, the one that was made by Saban with Venus de Milo. That's the best interpretation of the Turtles. No. Are we talking about the live action Turtles oh, no, show yeah, from the late yeah, 90s? Did they crossed over with Power Rangers in space, that one? That's the one. What? The, okay, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that not, one. No, yeah, I've seen it with the, the, the female Ninja Turtle. I mean, Venus I'm not saying because she's female. It's just, you're adding another turtle out of nowhere? Like, who raised well, it, this? Why well, is it no martial arts? Oh, it's worse than that. The, uh, the, uh, Venus de Milo was actually a very chauvinist portray- uh, portrayal. She didn't have a weapon. She was an empath, and she was constantly being rescued. It's like, what was the point of the character then? Toy money? So, well, yeah, but, yeah. But, but... And what's her shade of color? Oh, uh, a lighter blue. Also, yes. this, well, you could have just chose a different color. Right. It, yeah. yeah, it's... It, well, it we're saying go pink. 
So, like I, like I said, there have just been so many interpretations of the turtles. I've learned to just disregard ones I don't like and roll with ones I do. So, I mentioned the toys that made this documentary. They actually bring up the whole Venus to Milo thing and how uh, Peter Laird was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is a bad yeah, idea. Was, no, no, no. Well, yeah, it was an awful the, idea. Yeah, after the show ended and Laird was in charge before Eastman sold the whole thing, he had he specifically had anybody that mentions Venus to Milo, he could sack. Yeah. It was actually in the contract. He, <laughs> nice. could, he could fire people who even mentioned the character. Yeah. It was, That's it was when you know you're mad. <laughs> it was a mistake. Well, I hope to at least, if I ask about and get fired, can I at least get an explanation of what the hell happened? No, you can't, Willie. You're not allowed to get that. But I mean, you can fire me. I just need to know. But you know what you can get, Willie? Some news of the week. Oh, I thought you were going to say vitamin D. That's the wrong button. <laughs> the ATGN Studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. It's the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds is the most interesting, geeky, and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the past couple weeks. When I remember to hit the right buttons, because I accidentally hit the intro button to start that transition, so go me. I'm going to take the credit for that one. I flustered you so much that you pressed the wrong button. I just move, I move my buttons around on the soundboard. That's what I'm going to say. It's all Willie's fault. Willie, you have done such a good job making me mess up the production on this highly produced high-quality internet program. Thank you, hey, sir. Yeah, you got snow in the middle of the opening of the show now. Yeah, Is that for, is that a cross-promotion thing with Disney for Frozen 2 coming out? John Snow? Shh, don't tell people that we're doing that. Congratulations, Wait, corporate whore. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's not really snow. It's more just like a weird pattern-looking thing that I got for free on an open-source site. Because it was... And, uh, I thought it was a snow globe or something. And I'm like, yeah, let's go with the Disney joke. Hey, oh, hey, Cause everybody else is going to make man, it. Disney's going to sue me now. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I got a friend who, uh, who he recut uh, scenes from the Mandalorian into raising Arizona to make raising baby Yoda. And Perfect. the, and the fan demand has been so big. He's actually thinking of making it into a full fledged animated short. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm, Oh, yeah, it, it was a hoot. Do a so, search for, for Raising Baby Yoda. I'm glad you mentioned Mandalorian. That gives me a nice segue into my news story because I was going to talk Mandalorian real quick. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it's spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, my bad. But uh, so <laughs> one of the reveals for the end of episode one is the Mandalorian's bounty is a baby that is the same species as Yoda that the Internet has collectively now begun calling Baby Yoda. It is to the delight of everyone. You see memes about it. You see people make, I want toys of baby Yoda. I want all of these things. And now people are cranky and going, why can't I get my baby Yoda toys? And if you think about it, you probably know the reason why you can't get the baby Yoda toy. But showrunner John Favreau actually told Entertainment Tonight that it was a deliberate choice to avoid potential leaks, which is what you should have realized because this would have leaked so fast. He said, the way the cat usually gets out of the bag with that stuff is merchandising and toy catalogs and things like that. Bear in mind, he also has worked Marvel films, so he's seen that happen. We really wanted Giant to have it man. be that you had to watch it yourself, so that you every time you watch the show, there'd be new twists and secrets coming. But that requires a lot of restraint from people footing the bill. Part of that was holding back on things like merchandising. So if you start working the math back, uh, they say that distributors debut prototype toys roughly 15 months before a targeted Christmas release, meaning that they would have been showing off Baby Yoda merchandise in October 2018. Do you really think we could have kept it quiet that long? No. 
We couldn't. So there's a reason you can't get your baby Yodas yet because they wanted to save the surprise. It's why we had to wait for the for the baby dancing Groot. Mm-hmm. Everybody it wasn't wanted really. baby dancing Groot, but the uh, gun would not let it out because he it would ruin the ending. So really, that would ruin I think that. that's also a very different thing because I don't think Disney was counting on Guardians being a hit at all, and they should have known for a fact that I, the Mandalorian was going to be a hit and that Baby Yoda would be the biggest thing on the internet. Disagree, and I have one word that proves it: Porgs. Porgs were positioned as the next big thing, and people have routinely rejected them. So, no. That's surprising. They're still the cute thing from the new trilogy. They're just not as big as Ewoks, but they're still the cute new thing. When the, in the, in Last Jedi, when the fla- when the Falcon is flying and it tilts on its side, that Porg should have been flying. It shouldn't have gone splat against the window. They are there as a cheap joke and a cheap merchandising opportunity. They're stupid, and I fucking hate them. I have two Porgs. Uh, Funko Pops right behind me. Oh, of course you do. Well, yeah. one, of them's, one of them's a chase. <laughs> well, well, the first oh, step what? is admitting you have a problem. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've admitted that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> About 200 Funko Pops into it. You I need to get that. rid of all those Pops. Just sell them all. Never. I mean, some of them are worth so, money. I, exactly. Yeah. 20 to 22 bucks. I could so flip I this I one can... for some decent coin from what I can tell on the internet. What is it? That is Tally from Mass Effect. Effect. Can you see through the mask? No, you cannot see through the mask. But from what I can Pop tell... Pop it open. This Pop one it open. Let's see what's like, under there. Well, you can see eyes glowing through it. See? Well, pop it open. Let's see what the face looks but like. But if I open it, then I can't sell it one day. Which, you can, why not? Just sell it as an open... Here, here's the funny thing. I bought this because it was $8 on Amazon, so I could fill a box to get the discount I needed. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> huh, this is supposedly worth money. And it really surprises me. And I don't actually care about it that much, so I may flip it at some point in time. I took my cha- I took my claptrap out of the box, so don't give me that. <laughs> yeah, I've taken a bunch of mine out of the box, but yeah, I mean, I had a bunch of ones that were supposedly going to be like collector's items, but now, according to the pop tracker, the one that's worth the most is the one that I bought just because I love the character, which is the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Three Dream Warriors Freddy, where he has the f- uh, eight fingers that are drug needles. Needles? Yeah, what? They did the needles version of Funko Pop Freddy. And that's now the one pop I have out of the 300 I've got that's worth the most, according to the pop guide. That's interesting. And I got it just because it's Freddy from Dream Warriors in it, so I fucking love it because it's Freddy. <laughs> How'd they get away with doing that? Because they all the horror icons. Because yeah, but I mean, these are for kids. kids. Yeah. Funko Pops aren't for kids. Funko Pops are for anybody who wants them. They have never been targeted as a kid's company. They started out as a Fair. company that made mascots for restaurants because oh. nobody ever paid them. They're a kid-friendly company, but they've never been just a kid-targeted uh, company. Funko is a company literally created and targeted at collectors. There's only one I'm still happy I have, and that's Howard the Duck. Nice. I don't have a Howard. That's kind of cool. Yeah, It's out of the box, so I know that you wouldn't matter. care. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, most of mine are just in the box because it's easier to display that way. I have a few at work that are on my desk that and- are out of the box. Naki loves some of the ones that I took out of the box <laughs> to bring on the show to say hi to her because she loves Fight Night Freddy's. <laughs> Just remember something. Be right back. Keep going. Yeah, uh, yeah, the things that go bump in the night. We are all scared of it. Boo-hoo. Tell us how you really feel, Willie. Tell us how you really feel. I mean, I can see it's jump scares. I can see that being terrifying. Uh, Chris, did you I'm not trying to deny it. Well, he's been watching The Mandalorian. I'm sorry, who's? Dan Slott. Uh, okay. Probably. 
he put up a tweet. I think it was either yesterday or Friday that said, I love this new Mandalorian plus streaming channel. Oh yeah. I did see that. <laughs> He's not exactly yeah. wrong. I mean, okay. So Disney plus brief aside here, let's be honest. If you're there for original new content right now, it's not there yet. Your new content oh, is all. a Jeff Goldblum show and uh Mandalorian. And I'm fine with it being the Mandalorian, yeah. but there's not a ton of fresh new stuff there yet. Use a disposable credit card number. Supposedly, uh, they kept some of the information on an unsecured server, and a few thousand of them got got hacked and released on the dark web. I so heard. We, how do you? No, it was from what I read. It was more a problem of people using already compromised passwords that then compromised their accounts. How do you mess up that bad? They, it's Disney. Disney likes to think that if they throw money at something, it'll fix itself. Look at their game design studio. They released Infinity at the end of the Skylanders craze and during the end of the Wii U life cycle and were shocked when it only lasted two generations. Dirk! And the sad thing is, is the figures that they made were awesome. The people yeah. that actually designed the figures made awesome figures. I keep they just Hawkeye didn't create right a here. good game. Look at Hawkeye. Yeah, Disney just brings in people and throws money at them. They don't understand the concept of bringing in actual talent. If they did, they would have hired Dave Perry away from Virgin Interactive, the guy who did the Sega Genesis Aladdin game, and said, here's all the money we, that you want. Make us great. And instead, we got... Ugh. Yes and no. Uh, I could argue that they made some really good choices, especially with Mandalorian with Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni running things. Oh, I, I, was, and, talking the game. I was talking the okay, games. I'm sorry. Okay. So, because I think that's our future. I'll keep us on this aside for a moment. Dave Filoni getting to finally do live action Star Wars on top of what he did with Rebels and Clone Wars. I would not be surprised if he's given, how do I put this best, more power in the Star Wars world and given more things to film and work on. He's really good. And they've had some really good talent in the first three episodes well, of The Mandalorian. Like the director for episode three of The Mandalorian, uh, is Deborah Chow, I think is her name. She's yeah. going to direct all of the Obi-Wan series. And someone in the panel, when they had the panel on Mandalorian, they basically were talking about how George is kind of handed off the helm to Filoni and pretty much considers him his son. Like Dave Filoni is like basically become adopted by George Lucas. And Dave Filoni has also been involved with more Star Wars than any human on the planet. The, the important From thing Clone is Wars to Rebels to everything. He's he's the guy. He's Filoni, been there. He has a smart hand when it comes to doing Star Wars. It's. Yes, you guys like references to past things, but I don't have to jam them in everywhere. I give them enough that you can look yep. back and enjoy them. Like, look at the end of Rebels, where like he even had references to things in the new trilogy going on. Like, you had a voiceover moment there with Rey in it. You saw like the ancient history version of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. I mean, it was minor little things that don't mean a ton into it, but it has that nice callback moment that is enjoyable but doesn't feel ham-fisted like some of these other references do. Uh, and he gave us the the end of uh the the end of the story of Darth Maul while also in Clone Wars giving us Darth Maul's brother. Yeah. Like I, he built the mythology and then worked towards an ending of it. Here's like, the problem is I still don't have great the end stuff. of Ezra Bridger, which I really want to know what happens of with course. Ezra and uh, <laughs> also Grand Admiral Thrawn, because Grand Admiral Thrawn, since his introduction in the EU, was one of my favorite characters. So Thrawn is awesome. Yes. Oh, the European Union. Uh, the, the Marvel comic they did of him was actually really good, too. They did uh, part of his origin, where the Empire actually found him on a planet, and then how he rose up through the ranks of the Empire's Navy. Like, it's a really good comic. I have it. I just haven't had a chance to read it yet. It's sitting on a, sitting on my stack of backlog stuff from when I won the Fantasy Comic League one 
division. Nice. Period. Now I'm on a losing streak and can't win to save my life, which is pretty shitty. But that's neither here nor there. That wraps up my <laughs> news story with some brief asides to other things is Mandalorian good. You'll get your baby Yoda soon. Don't worry. It'll be there. It'll be there. Yeah. Disney wants your money. It's coming. Willie, Willie, you want a baby Yoda for Christmas? Is that what you've wanted your entire life? I don't I don't want a baby at all. <laughs> Not what about even the ones you don't animal. know about? He definitely don't want those. <laughs> he's got that I think, look like I think he's got you killed look, him, Chris. He's got that look like yeah, I flush twenty thousand of them down the toilet every day. Don't tell me any of them are coming back. <laughs> Sometimes three times a day. Oh gross. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> I only come for the follow-up. I am not here for the joke starting. We should probably, you know, do actual show stuff instead of talk about Willie's dick. I have a button for everything. <laughs> That's uh, who, true. Who wants to go next with their news story? Going once. Wow. I'll go. All right. Peter G, you're up. Okay. So this is a subject that is very relevant to my interests. Uh, also relevant to you guys because you put your stuff on YouTube. Okay, so in the past like week or two, there was an announcement from the FTC about COPA and uh, the uh, uh, or COPA, however you pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced both ways, and how they are going after uh, YouTube channels. And uh, basically, the head of the FTC was sitting there wearing a monocle and stroking. Hey, so you have a YouTube channel, you don't want to go bankrupt. I can relate. And. Uh, because you're looking at, for each incident, each video can hit you with 42000 plus in fines and all the rest of the stuff. People were freaking out because people are used to YouTube uh, shafting them over. The problem is, is that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And if you just follow what happened, most of your channels are safe. There's only one group that's going to get boned by this whole thing. And they're not actually looking at jail time. So uh, here's how the whole thing started. Back in 1998, uh, this was back when Windows was really rising to prominence because all these companies were collecting data on Windows users. You have to keep in mind, Windows was never intended to be an operating system. It was supposed to be a way to get advertising into your house, like Microsoft Bob was. And in 1998, they passed the Child Online Privacy Protection Act, which said that you could not create online profiles and market research on anyone 13 and under. So this is a, so this has been on the books for a while. Well, as we know, Google creates massive databases on everybody trying to find mm -hmm. out how to turn you into a good little, little consumer and who knows what else. And uh, they got sued by the government for creating profiles of people who are 13 or are under. Their main thing was was through YouTube and through child targeted things. We're not talking stuff like the Elsa gets pregnant by Spider-Man, stuff like that. We're just talking about. Gender. Whoa. What? I said, whoa. I mean, I've been on the internet a day or two, and I know about Rule 34, but you just took a left turn. Elsagate. Uh, basically, there were content creators who were who were gaming the YouTube algorithm by showing really questionable stuff, usually involved Elsa and Spider-Man, sometimes had the Joker and other oh, characters. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, right. it's clicking. Yeah. So this was nothing to do with that. This was simply that Google was taking the views that were coming into that. Because remember, they even have a YouTube Kids app. The Terms of Service says that you cannot have a YouTube account unless you're 13 or older. Well, obviously, they weren't enforcing that. This was what the government was suing them over. This is what they fought in court, and this is why they got hit with $150 million in fines, which, by the way, they make in approximately four hours. So they're not, uh, not going to be holding a bake sale to, to make up for the funds. 
So what they're basically doing with COPA is taking themselves out of it. They've had their bot go through videos and determine which ones are child-friendly and not child-friendly. Now, it's still up to the individual creator to go through and make sure that's correct. But anything, the, the gist of it is that if it's anything that is that is attractive to children and the FTC catches it and they think it's not, they'll hit you with fines of 42000 plus for each individual video. This is the Cliffs Notes, and this is what's got everybody so upset. You look into what's going on, though, and the head of the FTC even said the reason I did the James Bond gag is because the head of the FTC at the commission was flat out stating, we have the tools. It's shooting fish in a barrel, and the content creators are the fish, and YouTube is the barrel. He was basically playing like a mob boss. But, first of all, you can't, so the only thing that COPA will do is it will prevent videos targeted at 13 years old from being tracked. This means that ads can't run, period. So if you make content that's specifically for kids, like with my Herman Crab cartoons or my Lexicon cartoons, those cannot be monetized because by monetizing them, it's a personalized ad and enables it to be tracked. And that is now illegal. And, you, and Google is trying to avoid that. Everything mm. else, though, can be monetized. Now, as far as marking it for adults, that doesn't change anything. You can still turn up on the algorithms. I mean, I see Achievement Hunter without signing into YouTube all the time. There's been only one or two episodes of the Jimquisition that were age that were age gated off to me. If you're not signed on, and here and here's the catch: the FTC is not automated. The FTC will come through, and if it finds a video like uh, the the first ones I saw freaking out about this were the Lego channels because Legos are for adults as well as kids. You know, no kid's going to afford a three hundred dollar Hogwarts castle. If, and they're worried. if I say the True. word cool or something, that's going to trigger the FTC bot and they're going to see this and they're going to hit me if I use the word fuck. Well, no, because <gasps> the FTC's bots are just the alert system. They still have to be reviewed by a person. And if you, ca if you can't have faith in humanity, have faith in government people trying to keep their pony baloney jobs. They know that if they say we're going to find you 42000 for something that's clearly not for kids, there will be a political blowback and they'll never work again. So all the talk about, oh, it's going to be the end of YouTube. It's like, no, it's not. It's just going to create a bunch of people watching videos they probably aren't going to watch or maybe introduce them to some hobbies they weren't aware of. Nothing is really going to change. Now, if you really want to be careful, you can set your whole channel to adult only. Like I said, it won't do anything other than just uh, affect your monetization. But the idea that if you feature, like, because there were cartoon creators who were also freaking out, Oh, no, because cartoons are attractive to kids. There is still, unlike YouTube, there is still a human going over it when it's, when it's over with. So you're not going to, you are reasonably safe. You know, if you're really paranoid, get a lawyer. But for the most part, you don't got to worry. And a lot of people, like I said, they're used to YouTube shafting them is what it is. There was a thing about we can cancel your channel if it's not commercially viable. And people, oh, no, they're just trying to get rid of us. Well, YouTube's terms of service, and I know, I, remember, I read software licenses all the time, open source. YouTube's terms of service are so vaguely written, they can get rid of you already without a reason. So don't act like they needed this to get rid of you. And uh, and then, of course, there's things like the YouTube All-Star Kids scandal, where the mods were intentionally deleting people who were saying it was pedo bait. YouTube, you sh YouTube is shit to its users. So they see this coming and they think, oh, here we go again. This is actually the least of your problems when it comes to YouTube. You have more to worry about with the apocalypse, too, than you do with COPA. So everybody with, who's concerned about COPA, just chill out. 
the only thing that's going to affect you is if you make kids videos, you can't monetize them. You'll have to either find money another way or do it voluntarily. Everybody else, nothing is really going, it's unlikely to change. I mean, it's not going to impact most of the stuff that we do on our network here because none of our stuff is directly targeted towards kids. And in fact, kids probably should not be watching this show because we're fairly profane at times to express our opinions. But to each their own, Fuck if your no. children want to watch, that's fine. I've cleaned myself up a bit. I know. I know, William. I've dirtied myself up a bit to counteract the effect. Oh, All my you. YouTube videos are marked as adult. All my videos posted on Twist marked as adult, explicit language. Fuck the world. The the only reason I went through mine individually is because, well, one, I don't have that many videos on my channel. I think I've only got like 20 or something like that. And some of them, like Lexicon and, uh, and Herman Crab, there is a quirk to the algorithm. There are places, uh, I'm, I don't think this is a software thing, I think it's a router setting that will exclude anything that is not considered all ages. There's a Burger King that I go to if I try to jump on on the internet, and this is even if I'm signed on to YouTube, it will not allow anything to view that is targeted at the 13 or older group. It can only be all ages. Uh, Best Buy does the same thing. I tried showing people a couple of my cartoons at the Apple kiosk there, because fuck Apple, and it just <laughs> it wouldn't show anything other than the ones that were specifically stated to be for kids. So... As far as for kids or not for kids, that's the only place, and that is such a small thing. You know, when you get home, you know, you can watch pretty much whatever you want, and there's only a few things that are actually age-gated. So the only thing that might change is those quirky ones that are super puritanical and freak out over the slightest thing, like, oh, no, she's showing bosoms. That's the only ones that you got to worry about, and well, you don't get many views. Uh, which one are they showing bosoms in? Well, he's like, Alice <laughs> Now, now you have his interest. Search for Elsa, <laughs> you'll find it. So search for what? Elsa Gate. And <laughs> oh my! Oh dear. Uh, oh Willie, dear. would you like a moment or two alone? And check. And check. <laughs> that's only yep. one hand, Willie. The others on the hand microphone. The thing. <laughs> you I trust right? nothing. I don't trust him. <laughs> but yeah basically people are freaking out because of i'm not going to call it a misinformation campaign just people assuming a worst case scenario and the worst case scenario if you actually look through the law itself and what it goes after and the steps for prosecution you've got nothing to worry about because they can't find you based on the say-so of the bot it has to still be a person signing off on it and anybody's going to look and say no, this, the, you know, you know, this cartoon by Peter G that basically makes fun of Batman with the joke about the girl wetting her panties. That's not for kids. So, no, we're not going to find him for it. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is misunderstood. And then when there's misunderstanding, it tends to spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. and, and to be fair, YouTube has screwed over the, the content. no. Has screwed over the content creators it's a before. The YouTube creator. I mean, but here's the problem: it's so big. Where where else do you go if you want to make that same kind of money with your content? That's still the problem. Well, well yeah. in many ways, it's our fault because it's not even a question of making money. Because like my cha my channel can't be can't be monetized because I don't have enough subscribers and I don't have enough hours viewed of my cartoons. So there is actually nothing stopping me from going to like daily motion or even Vimeo, which I'm actually considering doing just as a backup 
But the fact is, is that people simply are used to going to YouTube. It's it, it's inertia. They're used to doing this. And because people don't go anywhere else, either to upload their stuff, hello, or to view anything else, that's what gives them all the power. If you really want YouTube to get in line, you have to not only create an alternative, you have to support that alternative. It's like everybody saying they want indie comics or they want indie bands, but no one goes to see the shows. No one buys the music. And then they wonder why everybody's gone after a few years because they realize, well, what's the point of this? Uh, I had something in my brain. <laughs> I've been there before. I'll okay. get back and, to it. And uh, Liberty Dude, yes, he, he is correct. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. I am. Uh, this is based simply on my end user experience dealing with licenses and dealing with YouTube in general and my own research. So if you really are concerned about this, please consult a professional. I am absolutely not a lawyer. You know, please see somebody who knows what the fuck they talked about and are going to school for it. All right. So uh, what content creators are doing, like the big thing they're doing now is uh, they're when they get you know the, those numbers, they start a Patreon and that's how they supplement their income. Yes, that is correct. It's they, so they don't have to rely on YouTube. Yes, that is correct. And yes. that is within the rule. Despite YouTube and other places uh, uh, trying to trying to shut down uh, such things or trying to make it worse, that is still your option. Or you can also, if you have a big enough following, you can just sell ad space. Like Linus Tech Tips and uh, GamerNet, they feature all kinds of stuff from hardware manufacturers. And you can find out some great stuff. And But it all depends on how much people trust your content. If Linus Tech Tips or Gamers Nexus talks about the new MSI board and how it's perfect for overclocking, them I'll believe. If Nostalgia Critic tries to sell me on a VPN, I'm like, uh, oh, no. Fuck oh, God. Me. Let's not talk about Nostalgia Critic. That whole, that whole I, I, scandal was, that happened. It was an example. It wasn't a sidebar. It was just, he, he did a video and he was advertising VPN. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's somebody that I trust with computer stuff. The guy didn't even know how to how to start up his own video editor. Give me a fucking break. If there's anything I learned about Nostalgia Critic is that he himself is just inept. That's how he got clear of all of it, just because he didn't he doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, but he had a sweet M bison costume that he got upset when the cape tore, so I don't remember that. It was one of the things that came out that apparently when they were shooting one of their movies, he had an M. Bison costume. His brother tore the cape and he went to a funk for like two, three days. And I'm like, dude, learn to sew. I can fix that in like, you know, an hour and two right. cups of tea. Give me a freaking now, break. Do you mean the like one of the movies they made as a whole yeah. channel? Oh, God. Yeah. The, oh, they were forced those people to be in those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I don't watch Nostalgia Critic anymore unless there's something really specific. And then that's when I deploy the ad blocker. I don't, <laughs> I don't use ad blockers because I'm aware of advertising and stuff like that. But with some places, it's like, uh, no, you ain't getting shit from me. And that's when I deploy. So I deploy my ad blocker on those sites that don't respect people that choose not to block them. Or if you're going to give me 67 ads that cover up all of my content that I can't see it, you get ad blocked. 67 ads, each with their own audio and video feed. Yep. Which not only is cacophonous, but it tar pits your system and causes it to crash. That's when you deploy ad blocker. Yep. So I got a little lucky with YouTube. Um, a friend of mine added me onto his family Google Play thing where you know, a bunch of people can be in it. And he also has YouTube Red, so I don't have any commercials on YouTube. Which means mm. you also get YouTube music as well, since you're on that. I have Spotify. I don't know. I haven't even touched it. I've, I, had, <laughs> I have YouTube music, so that's why I was mentioning that. Partly because I wanted no commercials on YouTube. 
I have a one terabyte drive full of MP3s. I well, think I've got a too. couple. That'll do it too. Spotify. I don't have to worry about downloading damn thing. Uh, that's precisely why I have the hard drive. There's there's a reason I don't bother with Disney Plus or these streaming services. I have everything on DVD, and I don't need to pay a monthly fee or an internet connection or worry about it being censored. My Gravity Falls discs are the originals. I don't have to deal with them censoring it because they're afraid of the Nation of Islam. Well, I mean, they might pop in your house saying, we're taking those back. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney. Do you really put it past them? <laughs> From my cold, dead hands, motherfuckers! <laughs> uh-huh. I'll kill you! Give it back! Zack of Pluto! That's because you don't have integrity. Take out his kneecaps, Goofy! <laughs> Take- <laughs> I'm entertainment, motherfucker! You will do as I say! Ah, <laughs> uh, movie. Uh, this mouse beautiful. dick ain't gonna suck itself! <laughs> All right, Willie, what what do you got for us for news this week, Willie? A mouse dick sucking itself. <laughs> I told you, you said I told you you'd be able to use that Disney Animation Commission sooner or later. Disney's going to sue us. <laughs> one of my favorite things I've ever seen with Disney related recently has to be I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before is if you just look up Goofy Goofy Evanescence, that little video of that person singing uh, Wake Me Up by Evanescence as Goofy is hilarious. It's like, how can you see into my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, especially Wake Me Up. <laughs> it's so good. Watch it. Just that's all you need to see. But um, no, no, uh, I'm not going. I'm not going Disney. I'm actually going to a little bit other corner of um, childhood nostalgia. Um, Sonic released a new trailer I think we forgot about last week. <laughs> Tried to forget about. Well, I mean, wow. this new trailer no, it, no, is a definite the improvement. The good one. <laughs> is a definite improvement for the changes they made to the uh, character design of Sonic. They got rid of those weird human, realistic human teeth. They got rid of uh, the eyes look a lot better. It just looks more cartoony. Now it looks like Sonic. Better. Yes. <laughs> And uh, the movie's been delayed about four months now. Now, uh, so mid February. So I give them some time. Now, from the way I hear it, uh, usually how movies and trailers come out, like when a trailer comes out, that's pretty much all the special effects they really have done is what's in the trailer, and they're still working on I it. I saw that on Corridor Digital too. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get news? I read what other people say. Yes. You mean you watched their video where they talked about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? We are here to read the internet to other people who don't want to read the internet. Hey, don't get me wrong. I watched the same (laughs) video, too. No, 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 no. We we read it, and they get our interpretation of it. (laughs) ATGN, let me Google that for you. That's right. No, here's how I'm telling you I feel about it. That's what it is. No, but uh, I'm not sure if... Now, what I'm curious is, because they showed a lot more cartoony stuff, you know, like uh, things happening in the movie. I'm wondering if that stuff was there before and they just didn't show it in the trailer, because otherwise they would have had to just shoot all new scenes. Yes. Like with it, live it, actors. It had, to, it had to be, because remember, everybody's done their part. Now they're just concerned the CGI. They have not brought anybody back for reshoots. 
And also keep in mind that if the stuff had all, had not been finished, the, the budget wouldn't have ballooned by $35 million bucks. They would have just been finishing up whatever they were doing with the new models, and the price would have been maybe another $10 million yeah. for the redesign. It would have still been released on time in November, and you would have had the Sonic looking the way he does when Party City had those Sonic the Hedgehog costumes. <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't, did they? They really didn't, did they? They did. They did. Oh, they were, I, they did. I go into Party City so I can look at what's there and look for inspiration for my cosplays, <laughs> and they had the whole head mask, and they had the full body suit based on the movie. And it's yeah, I uh, I have one just for the uh, for, just for the wow factor. Uh, it is something to see because the movie was supposed to be out by now, and so it, it's like no, the all those scenes were supposed to be there. They just uh, they just redid everything. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been a delay. And thank God for the delay. I actually what? want to see the movie now. So you know what? Actually, you know what? I hope for the home release, they release the original. <laughs> character model yeah it, and it, like it, whatever the head finish i want to see that just put that in there every like when it's neat like just give me that cut yeah yeah you'll have to, give uh, me the snyder cut of sonic and have you given up hope try this echidna cunt give us the echidna cut <laughs> oh knuckles isn't in this i don't think he's he's in this he's in this uh stinger yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if the rest of the cast is in a stinger, but the movie proper itself, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Sonic. I mean, I'm still a little disappointed Dr. Eggman is... Robotnik, motherfucker. He's Robotnik. Dr. Eggman. It's, Robotnik. Re- it's interchangeable. You can use either one. Shut up. No. Whoa, I yes. You're so wrong. No. I am w- usually level-headed about my geekdom, but I will defend the Robotnik versus Eggman thing until my dying day. He was He Robotnik literally... He literally got infused with egg DNA. <laughs> I love the idea that I have no idea what you guys are talking about, and I don't care at all. And he looks like an egg. <laughs> this he is geekdom for you. <laughs> but anyway. Two people arguing while everybody else goes, what the fuck? But anyway, I'm still disappointed as Jim Carrey. Not because of Jim, well, a little bit because of Jim Carrey. But anyway, it's just like, is he going to be getting in a fat suit? Or they? Oh no! It's going to be all CGI. It's an, oh no! I didn't think about that till now. Maybe maybe in the trailers, or maybe in the stinger, or something like that. But for most of the movie, no. That's that would be too much money and too much show production expense. What you see is pretty much how he's going to be, probably for most of it, until either the very end or the or the stinger. But I am also very happy that uh, they showed the uh, Emerald Zone in the trailer. I was like, ooh, that looks all fun. It does. So we had an interesting question from Liberty Dude, Liberty Dude in the chat room saying, how often does fan pushback make a studio redo that much at the last minute? I would say uh, this is That's the first. first. <laughs> this is the only one I can think of. Yeah, I, I look, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, people complained and Paramount listened. If for no other reason, I'm going to see the movie just as a thank you. Yep, Meanwhile, exactly. here. Meanwhile, here's Star Trek and Star Wars. No, you will like this. You will take what we're giving you, and you will like it. Eat your peas. I like Star Wars. I did see a meme with the uh, HBO and Game of Thrones fans, and the Game of Thrones fans <laughs> were looking at at that uh, you know them changing the Sonic. Like, ooh, look, <laughs> they're listening to their fan base. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you shouldn't got rid of D and D. I, like I said, it's I would be I'm going to go and see the movie just as a thank you. But based on the trailer, it's not that tough a sell for me because he actually looks like Sonic. The choice of the Ramones is much more appropriate for the character than Gangsta's Paradise. They they tried to True. fix it. 
They're trying to play fair with the fans. So I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, they're doing what the fans want to have a good movie. I mean, because the first one just seemed kind of tone deaf to me. And I was like, you guys think this is Sonic? What? The, the, the first trailer was a triumph of market research over actual research. You could tell everything in there was from the standpoint of selling toys and getting merchandising deals. Had nothing to do with the fans. Now, yeah, it was, like, it was a four quadrant producer designed trailer. Right. Now we actually get something for the fans and the fans are excited about it. This is what this is a good thing. Uh, and I'm also going to take the safe bet here. The movie will start off with Sega. I hope so. It has That's to. That's the guarantee. The Sonic game, the first Sonic game was the first one to do that. Before that, it was just a tone for the Sega logo. That actually gave us the, gave us the chance. I'm an, I'm an OG Sonic fan. I actually owned the game before I owned a Sega Genesis. So, Damn. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, at the, at the time, I was running pizza, and I would occasionally rent a video game system on the weekends uh, just to have some fun. And I loved Sonic so much, I didn't bother waiting to see if it was in the store. I just owned the cartridge, so anytime I rented the unit, I could play it. I remember doing that with the PlayStation 1, and that thing overheated. <laughs> I played Twisted Metal 2 as much as I could till I till the system oh, said, nope. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal 2 uh-huh. is probably the better game, but Twisted Metal 3 had a better music selection. I'm going to say that right now. When you got Rob Zombie added in there, why not? All the Twisted Metals were fun. But yeah, I, yeah. I had to play, I had to play that on PlayStation because I never owned a Sega! Yeah, other, other yeah, than Brawl, you can't go wrong with Twisted Metal. Look, you can go buy yourself that Sega Mini now, right now, at the moment. Alright, here's a little peek into my past, guys. I oh. First ever game I remember actually fully beating was because my grandmother had a, a Sega Genesis for all the grandchildren. I remember beating The Little Mermaid on Sega Genesis. That was a tough That's, game, from what I remember. I don't like, remember. Did but you? I remember beating beat it. Mario Brothers. Uh, well, it wasn't my first game to beat. Wow. I think Mario Brothers is the very first game I ever. Finished. I would say it's a little bit more technical with those some of the one of those jumps at near the end where you have to be pinpoint. You have to have a running start and make sure it's a blind jump too because you can't see that little that little pixel pat platform you have to jump <laughs> off of in the middle. So yeah, that shit's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. What the, I don't remember what the first game I finished was. It might have been Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I oh don't Jesus, know. are you serious? Yeah. That I don't think I've... game. I don't think I ever finished any of my games on the 2600. Then again, the only one I really played was Galaga. Yeah, well, and, and, <laughs> and to be fair, there were only a few games that actually had an ending, so... To be fair... No. Most of the time, the games from that era were not meant to play. They were meant to yeah. punish. It's like, no, we're going to make it harder until you yep. crack. It's that harder, faster, until you break. Arcade yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, those games didn't have endings. We want your they quarters. had... They had no stress levels. Yeah. 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 The ultimate triumph for me was when I finally beat Smash TV in the arcades. Oh, it took God. me like it took me like seven bucks and quarters, but I by God, I did it. I do know uh, Smash TV on uh, one of the home releases. It didn't release with an end to it. No, that was the arcade. Oh, it was arcade. It didn't have. So yeah. how'd you beat it then? Uh, well, it was after they released the patch. Uh, the game had been out for a while, and they started reading the, yeah, yeah. Well, because people were trying to get to the pleasure dome, and they weren't doing it. And Midway found out about, it and they're like, "Crap, the fans are going to rebel." 
So they created a patch <laughs> and they replaced the boards. And so there's basically two versions of Smash TV out there. There's ones that are that you can't get to the Pleasure Dome and ones where you can. And I got in it at the time when the Pleasure Dome was incorporated into it. And like I said, it took me seven bucks and quarters and teamwork from my buddy Chester. But by God, we made it in there. Do you mean seven bucks and quarters plus another 30? No. No, uh, when Chester and I were playing video games, he was the Twitch gamer and I was the strategic thinker. Like when we do, when we did House of the Dead, he could nail pretty much everything on the screen playing two player, but I knew the correct path through the house. So we would coordinate our efforts in order to try and get through the games. Now, did you do it again with typing of the dead? No. <laughs> you didn't have the court, the keyboard uh, nope. controller for the Sega Dreamcast? No, I didn't have that. But yeah, but yeah, the two of us playing, it's like Max Hedrum. Two minds, but one single memory. <laughs> Why did they do the keyboard controller? The was, well, back in the day, they tried that, every peripheral they could think of. Yes, that was the goal. The reason I was a Sega fanboy instead of a Nintendo fanboy was because they were willing to try different things. You had a quirkiness to the titles that you, Nintendo played things safe and you had a lot of Mario Brothers clones. Sega uh, would actually try to do things different, like they gave Nova Trade Echo the Dolphin. They got oh the people God. From, they got the people from Jelly You Shut your mouth. Echo the Dolphin was awesome. Echo the Dolphin's overrated. Your memory's terrible. No, I've gone back and played it recently. It's fun. Lily, grow some hair. You've gr- you caught a cold. But they got the people from Jellyvision and Jackbox to do uh, uh, to do Seaman. We had Jet oh, Grind Radio, Toe Jam, and Earl. Sega actually tried to get outside the box. That was wait. Was hold on great. a second. Hold on. You mean Seaman narrated by Leonard Nimoy himself? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know that factoid. That was weird. Yeah. One. Can you see Nintendo coming up with that? No. Animal Crossing is probably the closest because that was probably a weird title to think of, you know, produce. Like, really? You got to use a whole memory card for the GameCube? There's a TV that looks like an Apple. (laughs) Yeah. But hey, it did come with a bunch of original Nintendo games. Perhaps. But like I said, Sega was willing to try different things and try and be fun. That's why I was a Sega fanboy over Nintendo fanboy. If you want to talk about weird controller peripherals, let's talk about the GameCube full keyboard with a, in the middle of a controller made for, uh, I think, Fantasy Star Online 2. It was for one of the Fantasy that, Star games, yeah. I, I want to say Fantasy Star Online 2, I believe, because that's the one that came out for the GameCube. And, yeah, it had a full-on keyboard on the ends where the regular GameCube controllers, like, just a keyboard in the middle of them. So it was, like, this wide. Well, one, I played Heavy Barrel with the custom controller, so that didn't, or not Heavy Barrel, Heavy... Uh, Are you talking about the Xbox, the mech? Yeah, yeah. Uh, heavy Battalion, something like that. So Steel, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. Yeah. And How was that? Oh, I, oh, it was... I love putting on my Asuka plug suit because it's like a flight suit and just sitting there at the mech controls and just getting immersed. So, <laughs> Did you pay the full $200 for that original controller? Or I, more? I, bought, I bought it used. <laughs> I didn't have the Xbox when it first came out. Yeah, it's uh, it's that Oscar plug suit of mine because it's like a flight suit. I actually will get like a twenty percent boost in my accuracy if I'm wearing it while I'm playing a game. So <laughs> if I'm playing a mech combat game like Robotech or something, on it goes. And for the people that don't know, this controller was like full on. How many like thirty something buttons on it? I think it was. You actually and need two, uh, on a tray or two in order to balance the thing. Yes. And um, yeah, I think it took batteries out of itself too. And for the, it only worked for the one game, right? Yes, there was just the one game. But and I do, and I do remember 
if you're if you're getting shot down, like it would be permadeath unless you hit the uh, you flip up that switch and you hit the eject button. Uh huh. Yeah, it was. Guess how to say for yourself. It was as close as you could get to a home version of BattleTech as there was. So, and I love that game. Oh, I do remember that controller. That thing looked cool. Yeah. yeah. If you want to go a little bit weirder with the controllers, uh, do you remember the Resident Evil Four chainsaw controller? Mm, yeah. For the PS2. Yes. Yeah. What? It, it was shaped like a cha- controller. It was yeah. like it was like a mini chainsaw, but the whole thing was like a big old blocky thing. It looked so awkward to hold it and play with. <laughs> and now we can go into the whole thing of like people playing like Dark Souls with potatoes or stuff like that. <laughs> or the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh yes. Uh, that makes <laughs> no sense. Like, how do you control where your character's going? <sighs> Once you once you achieve a certain level of peakness, it all becomes about showing off. I've said it before. People will find any excuse to show off. Well, I do it like this, and it's not to prove that they're better. It's just it's like, hey, I did this. Isn't this cool? Yeah, I, I'm the, bored. I wanted to play more of it in a harder way. Here we go. The blind. Yeah, who, Monto's got a great video about that. He played Dead by Daylight with his feet. Oh no. The blind <laughs> of time. Quentin Tarantino's salivating. But yeah, the blind kid who beat Ocarina of Time just because he had a speaker set up and he could hear what was going on. That, Whoa, that's kind of cool. Yeah, now, that, shows you, that shows you how well engineered the sound design of that game was. He apparently had a little help from, uh, from a sighted friend for a couple of parts, but for the most part... The water he temple? Navigate, he could navigate the dungeons and fight the enemies and stuff based solely on the sound. That's good sound design, then. Do, Holy do, shit! Do assert it is it is stunning to watch. You're just sitting there and you're like, "This is amazing!" And he nails it. He, he, he this is not somebody fumbling around. He actually you can see him targeting. You can see him thinking and plotting everything out. Look for it online. It is amazing to watch. Do you know what I'm waiting for? The first-person respective game for Daredevil. <laughs> you mean the VR Daredevil game? I mean, if, as long as you have a on and nothing turns on, as long as you have a button that, like where you can hit something for the echolocation. Now, <laughs> uh, echo the dolphin mother. Oh, that would be awesome if they on. did a VR game of Daredevil, but you had to have a sound effect going off for the site to work. <laughs> what kid beat Echo the Dolphin? No kid did because it made no sense. The game gonna, design was terrible. We're just going to let Willie hate on Echo the Dolphin a little bit. We're going to move on to our final news story. Bachman, what do you got for us? Because I, I just can't abide this Echo the Dolphin hate. He's gonna, his enough. news story is how terrible Echo the Dolphin was. <laughs> My news story is that I hated Echo the Dolphin. Now, Thank you. Um, I validation. I, only, I, I think I only played like the preview. I don't think I ever even played the game. Um. We have a new biopic in the works, uh, according to Variety, coming from Graham King, the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody. Did everybody see that? Mm-hmm. No, because I'm did. not supporting Brian Singer. Fair enough. But it was a good movie, and Rami Malek killed it. Like, just killed it. Fucking, like, there was some good stuff in that movie. But yeah, it Brian Singer is Brian Singer is very problematic. But if we're going to keep going with you know the problematic movies and problems going forward and problematic stars to make a movie about <laughs> Graham King is going forward with the Michael Jackson music biopic. Oh, so no. oh. the Jackson estate has given out the rights to do the biopic. You know, there's already been all sorts of lawsuits back and forth, uh, you know, through the lifetime of Michael Jackson, all sorts of crazy stuff. But honestly, my real question is 
Here's the important thing, guys. Do they hire a black actor to play him? Uh, they hire two different people. <laughs> <laughs> that look extremely alike. Let's be honest. If there's a child actor doing uh, scenes of the Michael F- or the Jackson 5 era and then a later actor to do the adult scenes, those two actors can't look anything alike if it's supposed to look like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. They're just going to have white face. <laughs> That's all they, do they do they hire an African American actor and put him in whiteface and then does that become problematic? Like this 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 has the the big question I got when I saw that they're gonna do this movie is what actor do you hire that's gonna play Michael Jackson and be able to fulfill the role? Cause wow, like this could be in this day and age where everybody's offended by everything. Yeah, it's Twitter will blow up no matter who. No, Twitter's going to blow up no matter who they cast, but they could really make it really, really bad depending on who they cast. And did I hear you? <laughs> Brian Singer has a hand in this. No, no, no. Brian Singer was involved with Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, he directed okay. part uh, of it. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far, the only person attached is the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody, which is um, Graham King. It's probably not going to be that. I mean, he sanitized Freddie Mercury's life. He's probably going to do the same for Jackson, too. So more than likely. I mean, they're going to sanitize some of it. But he also is one. He's the king of pop. He's one of the biggest stars in the history of music. The fact that there hasn't been a biopic yet is kind of insane. Because you can't ignore everything else. And if that's what they do with this movie is ignore everything else, then... Now, I wonder if they're going to have a Paul Paul McCartney person in there and show how he screwed him over. It's the one episode of The Simpsons that's not on Disney Plus, right? Oh, the Michael Jackson one. They did not yeah. put the Michael oh, Jackson episode on Disney Plus. Why? The one where he was an alien? No, where he was a mental. Where he was a mental patient, patient who thought they were Michael. Oh, Jackson. yeah, he thought he was Michael Jackson. It was voiced by Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, <laughs> nice. They can have my physical media when they pry for my cold dead hands. Well, I mean, also you all probably also have the proper. Um, the formatting for it too in those DVDs. Well, we talked about that last week. Remember, they are going to be reverting that back. Remember, I make sure you don't have to Google it. I just restate stuff from other people. <laughs> so shut your mouth. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to me just because it's going to be an interesting film to watch as they move forward with it to see what they do with it. Because that's I'm honestly I want to see casting news on this movie. Who are they casting to play him when he's a young? singer in the Jackson five and who are they casting to play him as an adult? Cause, and I mean, who's the actor in Hollywood right now that says, yes, I want to jump into the role as Michael Jackson in the biopic. Cause actors act, actors want to work. So there's somebody there that wants that job, but man, they're going to take a lot of crap no matter which direction it goes. So, all right, all right. I hear I'm you. interested to see you know what, you know what? I'll take the damn job. All right. I'll be Michael Jackson. Willie D. Nelson you're going to have to shave Michael Jackson. Pretty sure you're gonna have to shave. <laughs> and no, uh, I'm gonna be like Caesar Romero. I ain't shaving for nobody. Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna put some white makeup over all that beard, huh? You're right. <laughs> you, you goddamn right. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm interested to see how how it's gonna move forward because ooh, this could be so problematic in this day and age. <laughs> but how how are you gonna be the uh, actor in there when, in your own words, you are an ugly effing child? <laughs> Well, I mean, do you think Michael Jackson was that good-looking of a kid? I don't know, but... Well, well, when he started getting the nose job, you could put Mickey Mouse in there, because they started developing the same nose there. 
The uh, OG original Jackson Five Michael Jackson was a cute looking kid. Like they were all cute looking kids. Oh. Like all kids are ugly. <laughs> That's not true. Just most of them. He's he just bummed he didn't grow out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I think this is a problematic movie. It'll be interesting to see how it happens or if it actually does. Just the fact that they have greenlit at this point doesn't necessarily mean it's actually going to come to fruition. Don't worry. I'll give you production true. updates when I'm Michael Jackson. Don't worry. And remember, we live in a very woke culture right now. Do we? There's people uh, that proclaim yeah. themselves let's, to be. Let's the, let's, the divided let's, states let's, have offended. Yeah, we, yeah. it's like this is not a discussion we want to be having right now. It's a, right. The, so... The, you go down that rabbit hole, there's no getting out. All right, let's not go down the rabbit hole, but say that because of how things are in our society right now, I wouldn't be shocked if the movie didn't end up actually happening. Let's put it that way. Right, yeah. It, it's probably just something for everybody to exchange money over the mu- music and, uh, and uh, naming rights, and it'll probably just fade away because it's like, well, how do we do this without causing problems? Well, it's also to take attention off the HBO documentary that aired like within the last six months that they're currently suing HBO over again. <laughs> Yeah, which was also in the article. I wasn't going to mention that. Then apparently, uh, they're they're working on the music part of it as well because doing they're doing a 2020 Broadway debut of MJ the musical. So there's also a Michael Jackson musical in the works. It's going to Broadway, and actually, I just saw this. It says they in for the musical they cast actor Efrain Sykes in the lead role, and I'm googling him now to see what he looks like. Uh, are they going to uh, for the intermission to have a full performance of Captain Neo? That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cross marketing at its best. Yeah, it's a problematic movie. I honestly don't care. I've never really been a Michael Jackson fan, so I don't care one way or another. It has no interest in me wanting to go and see it. I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I'm not really not going to see. I don't think I would see a biopic. Like I'm not rushing out to the theater to see that. It might be something I would eventually watch on Netflix or something though. And like I I watched Bohemian Rhapsody because somebody bought it and they said they would lend me their copy. I didn't pay for it. I didn't, you know, give any money to the problematic Brian Singer film, but I watched it. That's fair. It wasn't a bad film. And uh, for those wondering, Ephraim Sykes is a black man. And he's kind of tall and lanky. Like he's got he's got kind of the look of like the the right before all the plastic surgery started Michael Jackson. Well, if you're an MJ fan, hopefully you all can go and enjoy this flick. I don't care. <laughs> sorry it does it does nothing for me one way or another the only biopic from a musician that i wanted to see and i still haven't gotten to was rocket man with elton john in it i haven't seen it yet nah, it's in the same boat as it's in the same boat as uh as bohemian rhapsody yeah it, it's it's mostly for the music catalog they don't really focus that much on what made john tick yeah it, it, it's always been my biggest especially because like with bohemian rhapsody you know, you had Sasha Baron. Well, I want to show his hedonism. It's like Freddie was a very conflicted person. You could have had a ton of human drama out of that. Now, I love seeing the recreation. I mean, I didn't complain because Freddie got to live for one more day. But there was so much more you could have done with it if you just didn't focus on either the hedonism or just the music. And and Rocket Man fell into the same uh, camp for me because John has had quite a history himself. You know, here's a guy who, you know. Uh, you know, huge defender of gay rights, but he also played Sun City in South Africa during apartheid. You know, his whole and this was also a guy. He played South. He played South Africa during apartheid, but also he scheduled his U.S. tours around viewings of Soul Train because he loved the show so much. And he was one of the few white people to appear on the show. 
you know, this was a man whose whole life is full of, you know, what choice do you make? And you could have really gotten more out of it. So, yeah, the set pieces and stuff were fine, but it's just not what you expect when you hear we're going to tell Elton John's story. Or at least it wasn't for me. And I will say part of what had me intrigued by that movie is just seeing Taron Egerton channel Elton John because it's like, I would not have thought this. But see, at least from the trailers, which is obviously the most polished version of it, I was like, holy crap. And then hearing him do his duet with Elton John, they did at some award show or something. I was like, this is surprisingly Mm. interesting to me. That kid is fucking uber talented. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know about all that. At the very least, the history between him and Bernie Taupin uh, is just a rich mine of of the creative process and, you know, how personalities can clash and sometimes fall apart. You know, Taupin at least once nearly quit on Elton John. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was basically his goodbye letter to John. And John managed to talk him back and they kept collaborating on music. But the two of them just, just, you know, they were great collaborators, but they still have their edges that they have to work through. So yeah, you're not wrong. See, I just want to wait and see like a grizzled unslept five days drunk as shit. Carl Urban do the life story of let me kill Meister. That that's the one. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. I'll see the creation of birth of motorhead motherfuckers. That would work. Yeah. <laughs> Cause let me, you're talking about an interesting character. Holy shit. Let me kill Meister as an interesting guy. Well, if you, I mean, well, he was part of a death metal band, so you could get away with it. But Simon Beasley would be much better. Professional wrestler Simon yeah. Beasley as Let Me Kill Meister that could work. <laughs> Think about <it. laughs> yeah. You put the you put the long hair on and the big bowl in the hat. I, I think he could pull it off. Simon Beasley is a big motherfucker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, pro rest. That was when uh, when people were going around shaming Rob Liefeld publicly uh, with uh, with giving him books on how to draw stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, try that shit on Simon Beasley. Beasley will run your head through the table. Yeah. Well, guys, looking at the time, we do need to start shutting this thing down. But before we shut it down completely, we do wrap things up with a little segment called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you folks who are watching live right now, what we've seen in the chat room, or who are listening at a later date, just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things we've been getting into, so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to check some of those out yourself. So the real question is, who wants to kick things off for us? It can't be Willie. He's still AFK for a couple more minutes, but (laughs) any takers? Well, um, I'm uh, I've I've been avoiding a lot of movies lately just because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's what I'm. Let me tell you what the I've things been I've not, not going been to doing. the movies. Yeah. Well, what I have been doing is I recently acquired a 256 gig thumb drive that works with the iPad uh, for all the talk of iOS being able to work with external memory. It has to be a low powered external memory because a lot of them out there use it, use the five volts that comes from the port and the lightning port is only three. However, I do have one that is 256 gig. It does work with the port and it can work on a regular USB or whatever. So I've been on a quest to create the great movie drive and I'm trying to load this thing up with movies that I absolutely love. So when I have to travel on a plane or something, I don't have to worry about a Wi-Fi signal and I can watch good shit uh i have 91 gig of the drive used up so far and i have 91 movies on or i have 125 movies on it and i still have more to go so here is what i've got on there so far 10 things i hate about you 10,001 a space travesty with leslie nielsen 
Airplane, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Bachelor Party, Barbarians at the Gate, Basketball, Beer Fest, Better Off Dead, Beverly Hills Cop, Black Sheep, Blazing Saddles, Blondes Have More Guns, Blue Thunder, Blues Brothers, Brain Donors, Caddyshack, Cannibal the Musical, Cannibal Run, Caveman, DC Cab, Dark Star, the John Carpenter movie, both Deadpools, both Guardians of the Galaxies, Death Race 2000, Detective Pikachu, Down Periscope, basically any Mel Brooks or Zucker Brothers movie is in there, uh, except Men in Tights and Life Stinks, I still need to rip those. Uh, <laughs> And just other stuff like I got to put Chatterbox on there. I still need to rip uh, Major League and Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, I still have to rip my copy of In God We Trust with Marty Feldman, in fact. So I've been trying to create the ultimate repository of movies to watch on the go. And so far, it's going well. <laughs> the In-Laws, Johnny Dangerously, Crawl, Wee's Big Adventure, Pootie Tang. You know, just great stuff. My neck hurts from that roller coaster ride. Hey, this is <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit, Strange Brew, both Super Troopers, support your local sheriff. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff on here. Let me guess, Teen Witch 2. I mean, nope. Teen Witch also. No, I got Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny, though. I don't know how that relates. Uh, just which one is which one would you rather watch, Teen Witch 2 or Tenacious D? And if you say Teen Witch, I'm going to reach for the screen and throttle you. I mean, to be honest, Teen Witch, for, to be 100% honest. Oh, shit on my dick. I don't believe this. <laughs> We've all been there. Nice. You, you got a sailor pulling face palm. Go Willie. <laughs> I have goals, and I reach them. Yeah. That was a Remember, very you nice, reach very the nice. stars, and you'll probably bump your head. <laughs> <laughs> so so my big thing other than other than my mac is finally stable so i should be able to start working on my animations again which i've been trying to do since the great hard drive crash four year, four months ago so i'll be able to start doing that but in the meantime like i said i was killing time with let's see uh tommy boy that'd be good to put on there sure uh the villain with black sheep's double. better huh black sheep's better black sheep and uh, i like tommy boy better or what was it? Uh, what was the last one? Uh, East. Uh, what was it called? Eastward Bound? No. No, it, no, it was Eastward Bound. That was the one. Oh, that's what it was called. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, John Candy died in the middle of it. I mean, if you want to go really deep with it, Chris Farley was also Shrek before he died, but didn't he finish was, recording all the lines. He was also uncredited in the movie Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald. He was in that. Yep. Although yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, so my memory yeah. is... he was the guy whose nose was bit off. Oh, yeah, by the hooker. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I mean, I hope you get a discount after that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, the great movie drive, that's all live-action stuff. I still have to get to the animation, which is going to have all my Ralph Bakshi stuff. Uh, it's gonna oh, have... Fritz the Cat. Yep. Fritz, uh, Bakshi, well, you guys know, I think Ralph Bakshi is a genius. Uh, the Disney the Ring... Yeah, the Disney stuff is going to be hit and miss just because there's Disney may be an institution, but some of their stuff just isn't good. I mean, it's it, that's the problem with Frozen 2 coming out was it's like, yeah, I thought Frozen was OK, but I didn't see the big deal about it. And the one part that I actually liked about the movie, the uh, the sibling bond wasn't really the focus. It was it was like it was trying to be a Disney princess movie without while making fun of the Disney princess thing. You know, it's 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 uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a lot of these things that are going online right now. You know, let's uh, uh, shoot. What was the, the you know, let's uh, you know, let's tear down gender stereotypes by reaffirming them. What? 
Shrek did the same thing. <laughs> Give me a break. Shrek did everything a Disney movie does. It was just under, oh, we're making fun of it. Yeah, but the plot is still beat for beat the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that was frozen. It's like trying to undermine the Disney tropes, but it just affirmed them the entire way. Yeah, I watched Frozen. I just thought it was a movie about bad parenting. <laughs> what parents? <laughs> well, any Disney movie. The parents oh, you have superpowers. Dead. We're going to lock you in a fucking room. Parents How are dare dead. you have superpowers? Yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> and they didn't see each other for three years. Really? Is that uh, how? Who was running the kingdom during that time? I mean, I can take uh, I can take the blame on that one. <laughs> Willie was running the kingdom. Willie That's did the it. Problem. Fair enough. <laughs> well, well, it, it doesn't. Uh, it, this, it, yeah, here's geeky for you. The plot of Frozen is actually stolen from Sailor Moon. There's a there's a story arc in Sailor Moon where uh, where a woman is afraid of her powers and she walls herself away in a castle of ice and she has to be rescued by an emotionally empath heroine instead of by a prince. Remember, Disney and Toei are like this. The Cinderella two movie was animated by Toei. Toei handles Sailor Moon, and let's just say that Lion King wasn't the only time Disney borrowed from uh, from toy i was about to say you're saying disney stole a storyline from someone else oh, what I, I know i was shocked too you know, next you're gonna tell me they used to do racist cartoons or something <laughs> oh no i would never do songs that. about the south and the dumb thing is is that i have a copy of songs of the south i have a region free dvd player so and it's it's not really racist. The biggest problem with Song of the South is how it basically downplays what racism was. Uncle Remus and everybody, they live on the property, but you don't see like the terrible life or anything. And in fact, it's specifically set in the Reconstruction South. It's like they did everything they could to avoid it, but they don't exactly uh, promote it. Well, here's a question for you. Do you have the unedited version of Fantasia with the that centaur that's a caricature is the best way to describe it? Yeah, I I got yeah that and the and the centaur with the tits. I've got I've got that version. Woo! <laughs> well, you got Willie there with the word tits. He's in. It, it was artistic. That's right. so it got a T rating. Well, you've got quite the uh, movie mobile movie setup going for you there. Well, I'm yeah, still working on it, but we're getting there. It's <laughs> impressive. Uh, let's see. Like the only ninety-one gigs so far in one hundred twenty-five movies. So uh, I, I think it starts. Think you're just missing the Toxic Avenger. Oh God! All four, or the Toxic yeah. Crusaders, the whole series. Toxic, How did yeah. they make a Saturday morning cartoon after that? How? <laughs> How? Because someone in a someone in a pitch room somewhere at some point was a genius. Because <laughs> that had to be a genius pitch to get a Saturday morning cartoon out of the Toxic Avenger. This movie <laughs> is full of tits and gore. Let's no, make a Saturday was, morning kids version. No, it was. <laughs> It was it was at the same era as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like kids like gross stuff. Here's a property that's nothing but gross stuff. Because if you watch Toxic Avenger, it's actually the trauma politics of being anti-corporate and anti-pollution are all there. Basically, they didn't realize what they were getting. Uh, the Nexus movie that Hanna-Barbera was going to make. Uh, Peter David actually talked with executives from Hanna-Barbera when they were developing it. He says, it's interesting. How, how are you going to handle the mass murder thing? The what? Well, he mass murder. Oh, we'll fix that in the script stage. So it could just be that it's we got a recognizable name and we'll soft pedal what we don't need. That's probably how it happened. Before we back out of this, let me just reiterate my one of my favorite lines from the Toxic Avenger, which is, "I always did want to cornhole me a blind bitch." Uh, 
They well, thought they took that and they made a Saturday morning kids cartoon. They and that was after they shot the dog. The chocolate the Sunday shot. scene alone. I mean, come on. Oh, God. <laughs> Same scene. Same uh, scene. Yeah, somebody wasn't paying attention when they got the, like I said, they just thought, hey, it's gross stuff. Kids like gross stuff. Here we go. And uh, <laughs> didn't realize, you know, you got a movie with a girl masturbating to a crushed head in a, in a sauna. <laughs> Oh gosh! Go. Well, let's let's move on to some other stuff here because we are starting to run out of time. Uh, okay. <laughs> there's 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 plenty of time where we're talking about Toxic Avenger. <sighs> Willie's going to start his Toxic Avenger fan cast soon. Well, don't worry. Let's bring this back to, about it. Let's bring this back to Disney. Remember, Lloyd Kaufman was in Guardians of the Galaxy. See, there you go. Willie can talk about all things Toxic Avenger and what's related to it in the upcoming Willie D. Nelson Toxic Avenger fan cast. Talks talk. Talks talk is what he's going to call it. You heard it right here. Willie's going to start the show. When is it starting, Willie? I mean, just come listen to me talking. It's, it's going there eventually. Fair enough. In addition to your upcoming Talks Talk podcast, what other things you've been getting into, sir? Uh, other things I've been getting into. Uh, went to Raleigh uh, Friday night and ran into a lot of traffic. I left at the complete wrong time. Raleigh is the state's capital, and that's where some of my friends live. And Oof, I just ran into 5 o'clock traffic, which is on Friday a little bit earlier, which I did not account for. So I was dumb on that front. Yay, me being smart. Uh, other than that, um, oh, I got Pokemon Sword. I was talking into it. So I am Pokemon uh, S-word. <laughs> either one is the S-word. <laughs> but I'm up to the... Pokemon uh, shit. I'm about to go into the uh, fifth gym. So Chris is still slacking, but he's not a slack king. Ha ha uh, ha! I see what you did there. It was hilarious. No, it wasn't. That's rude. I know. I've been told. <laughs> I, I do that from. Time I hope to you time. keep that pause in there because that pause is what made that joke. You s- uncultured swine. <laughs> uncultured swine. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is what happens when you lay pearls before swine. Wow, Willie, uh, you have really cleaned up your act. If you won't even call me a son of a bitch anymore, I'm. S- I mean, sad. I, I mean, I made I made my quota with the uh, whole thing before with the blind woman thing. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, although there was no cursing in that, just some cornholing. <laughs> but I digress. Um, uh, I went to go see Doctor Sleep. It was a okay movie. It's pretty good. And I'm continually to watch season two of Castle Rock, which uh, this past week's episode surprised me because everything I read after season one was saying season two was going to have nothing to do with season one. It's going to be like an anthology where it's just, I mean, same setting, maybe some characters like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you see them, you know, but, but now, no, this last episode was it calling back to the first season directly. I was like. Oh, well, I just showed this show to a friend of mine and we watched the first four episodes and they called up and I told, and as soon as I saw that latest episode, I had a message like, don't watch it until you watch the first season. I was lied to. And I was. Damn it. I mean, still, the second season is, um, I hope it. I mean, I'm kind of happy it's calling back because that first season cliffhanger that I thought was never going to be, you know, explained at all. I'm happy that they might explain it. 
I mean, this is raising a lot more questions than answers still. But uh, it still has, I think, three more episodes to uh, to go on. It comes out uh, Wednesdays on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive. And the second season is very well. It's taken a lot. The woman who's portraying Kathy Bakes' character from Misery is taking her mannerisms. Yeah, she's taking her mannerisms and speech patterns perfectly. Like, it is creepy how close the speech patterns are. It's, whew. Even the words and dialogue is good. I guess that's attributed to the script writers a little bit, too, you can go on with. But, yeah, it's a very good show. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I also started Doom Patrol. I'm three or four episodes into it. I can't remember because I bought the DVDs or the Blu-rays for them. So, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put that with, um, it's very similar vein of Umbrella Academy and, uh, what was the other one? Oh, and the boys. It's in the same vein okay. as all those. And yeah, it's, very it's very good. Weird. I'm enjoying it. What maybe like uh, I bought it a while back and I just didn't have ever have a chance to really go to it uh, until a clip just showed up in my recommendations on YouTube. And I was like, all right, let me watch this clip. It's apparently from the 14th episode. Well, I was like, all right, let me just try this out. And it's a little bit raunchier version of uh, Umbrella Academy. Let me just say that. So it's a little bit more raunch. Hmm. If you want to look up the clip I saw, it's called um, like flexing the wrong muscle, is what it's called. Uh, pretty much, someone can teleport them somewhere, but he does it by flexing a certain way, and he flexes the wrong muscle, and something happens. Just watch the clip. Doom Patrol flexing Uh-oh. the wrong muscle, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, you'll kind of get an idea of the humor of the show. And it's pretty good. And um, my quick review of Pokemon Sword that I've been playing so far is. If you like Pokemon, you'll like this game. That's exactly what my thoughts were on it too. Yeah, it's po- yeah, it's Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't stray too far from the middle of the road with that. So, oh that, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Also, Pokemon Sword. I'm not as far as Willie because I didn't really play during the week, and I just picked it up again yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah. afternoon while I was stopping working on other things. I, I'm taking my time and enjoying it. Is what I'm doing. Thank you. Are you saying I'm not? I don't know. But Are I'm you doing, putting words in my mouth? I am doing what is enjoyable pace-wise for me. Perhaps your pace is enjoyable for you, and that's perfectly and fine. you can be wrong. <laughs> I, I didn't say that it was not enjoyable for you, Willie. Hmm? Are you going to hack the game so you can put all the missing Pokemon in it? No, I don't care that much. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not going to happen. I don't care that much. You, you can you can edit the save file and uh, and put all the missing Pokemon in. They will, The only character model you'll get is Pikachu for it. And but ev- they'll level up the same TMs and everything still work. The only catch is you cannot heal them at a Pokemon Center. You do that, it will crash. But mm. you can still give them the rare candies. They'll mm. still evolve and everything. It's just everyone's going to look like a Pikachu. Then what's the point? Maybe you really love Pikachu. I don't know. Then why don't you just get a Pikachu? Maybe I've got a few. Uh, other thing I got into was last <laughs> night. I finally got around to watching Fan- Fast and the Furious Presents. Hobbs and Shaw, and it was exactly what I expected, which is special effects, explosions, cool fight scenes, and literally, it is the epitome of a popcorn movie. You just lean back and like, well, this is fun. Give me more ridiculousness. I'm good with it. I'm Black Superman. Yeah. I mean, some bitch is, is Black Superman. Black Superman. <laughs> I thought this movie was going to get me into the Fast and Furious movies. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board now, fully. But 
ever since they said Cardi B is going to be in the new next one, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on that. Well, this is <laughs> this is not really. It's in the Fast and Furious universe, but they're kind of setting up their own spinoff. It looked or their own sequel ongoing mm. at the end of this. So I thought it was fun. It's Jason Statham and Dwayne the Rock Johnson riffing against riffing on each other the whole time, and then uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, I don't mean I'm not saying anything bad about Hobbs and Shaw. That was a perfectly good entertainment popcorn movie. Yeah. But he doesn't want to see Fast and Furious because Cardi B's in it. That's fine. Yeah, I have principles. I have them occasionally too. But uh, other than that, pretty much same old stuff. Been busy with work, sort of keeping on top of TV, getting ready for Crisis with the uh, superhero shows, which will then start the end of Arrow, which means the end of some other stuff. December 8th. We'll talk more about that as we get closer to it. That's what I've been getting into. Bachman, wrap things up for us. What have you been getting into? Uh, also keeping up on the DC shows, getting ready as they get ready to face off with against the monitor and the the crisis on Infinite Earths. The the five night crossover started December eighth. Yeah, where we will see the what's working up to the end of Arrow after seven years. Which the fact that we got seven years of a show based on the Green Arrow is just still mind boggling. Do you mean based Bro- on Batman? Yeah, based on Batman as Green Arrow. Like Berlanti did some serious work. Like that dude should be very happy. And so should the cast of those shows. Like they put a whole bunch of stuff on TV that I never thought we would see. So yeah, the, the fact that we're actually getting Christ on Infinite Earths, freaking awesome. Um, caught up on my Mandalorian. Uh, apparently, I have one more episode of the Jeff Goldblum thing to watch because yeah, the there's only the two real new shows on Disney Plus. But I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I love the Mandalorian. Three episodes in, it's it's my favorite new space western. Like I'm digging it. I love the character, the special effects, the fight scenes they've done. Just tons of good stuff, and goddamn, the show's just fun. And then uh, playing a little Dead by Daylight, a whole lot of Apex Legends, and I did finally get myself, I, I finally decided on a main, so I know who my main character is. I bought the physical edition of the game with that character, and I also got me my Funko Pop of Lifeline. So I've got all the Lifeline stuff possible that I can get on a, on the free game from EA that I love, while they're over there trying to decide whether or not they're going to charge more people more money for another game they put out that I don't love that I spent too much money on because there's a new rumor that there might be either Anthem 2 or Anthem Reborn or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, and they don't know if they're going to do No Man's Sky and just fix the game or if they might just jump right into a second game and may- try to make a good version. Don't do oh, that. Yeah. No. It's, e- it's EA. They're probably going to kill them off. Yeah. Yeah. Either well, way... Here's Either how way, you can know that game is dying. Is Black Friday sale Anthem is going to be five dollars in a bunch of places. That game yeah. is dead. Uh, either way, they're not getting any more money from me on that. So they're getting my Apex money. So there's one game that they're involved with that I love. The other game that they I should have loved, they fucked the pooch on. Um, other than that, I've been getting um, still powering through uh, the Supernatural. I'm almost. I'm at the end of season thirteen, and I finally watched episode. 16 of season 13 which was amazing because that's the episode that is scooby natural where the boys get warped into an episode of scooby-doo and goddamn apparently if your show runs 13 seasons you're allowed to do an animated scooby-doo episode and it was so worth it and so meta and so damn funny to see dean winchester like head over heels in love with the scooby gang while they're inside a cartoon like it was just so much fun and it's it's crazy now knowing that like I'm about to start the once I hit once I start 14 that's the last season that's on Netflix 
And then other than that, it's the season that they're finishing on the CW right now is the last one. So I'm almost at the end of Supernatural. 15 years of one of the craziest fucking shows in the world. And I just love it. But yeah, it, it's so much fun. Like there, every like every cast member of that show has been died and resurrected like four or five times. It's the greatest supernatural soap opera of all time. It's such a great show, and I can't wait to see how they end it. But other than that, just yeah, Mandalorian every Friday. Get my video game times in. I'm trying to finish off my uh, good reads. I don't know if I'm going to hit my sixty books for the season. I'm a couple books behind, but I'm currently reading the second Game of Thrones book and Revengers, I think, is the book that my buddy Colin gave me. It's about a bunch of space pirates and bone readers. It's a really cool book, but it's very strange. I'm enjoying it so far. That's what I'm going to I know a couple bone readers myself. Oh, no. <laughs> there oh, we go. No. I should have known. I should have known. That being I said, mean, you can't set me up like that. That being said, it is time for start wrapping this thing up. So, friendly reminder, we do stream the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast slash show Live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live. That is the official streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. You'll also find us on Twitch, Mixer, Periscope, Facebook Video. And I can't remember all the places we syndicate out to, but the easiest way to find us, if all else fails, is just go to Geeks.Live. It's the simplest thing. A big thank you to one Peter G, a.k.a. Sailor Poland, for joining us again. We've missed you. Welcome back. Thank you. How about yeah, sorry, uh, you kind of derailed things with the whole Robotnik argument, but... <laughs> it's going to happen. Man. We all have our hills we choose to die upon. Oh, yeah, yeah, those emerald hills. Hey, <laughs> I see what you did there. So before we shut this thing down, you guys have any final thoughts for the live audience and those listening at a later date? Anything? Dr. Eggman. Nah, fuck Apple. Oh, I agree with that fully. <laughs> no one yeah. needs a Snyder Cut. Now listen. It's coming at need- t Max. You need to stop sucking from Steve Jobs' dead decaying dick. (laughs) And on that note, we're out. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. 